and welcome to Headcanon. I'm Benjamin Light. And I'm Marcus Sparks. And I'm Crystal Pearson. And Crystal, you have a podcast as well, is that right? Yes, I have. I am the co-host with Raquel on Loose Lips Sink Ships. So we cover a lot of teen shows um, and we cover the relationships in those shows. So it's a big undertaking, but that's our podcast. And we met through you guys. So (laughs) thank you. (laughs) Nice, nice. Yeah, we'll we'll be talking about ships of a sort in -hmm. this episode. I suppose we're doing uh, the Twilight Saga Breaking Dawn Part 1 because this this was something that really needed two parts. Yeah. Really. Uh, so Raquel will join us next week, but uh, I want to see how many times we can say the words marble cock. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, because you guys did uh, an eclipse episode where you really got into the uh, <laughs> the anatomy of the vampires. Oh, we did. I got into it more for this as well, because the whole pregnancy thing just right. it's a train wreck. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, does the bedroom on the morning after is that what her vagina looks like? <laughs> oh, it's got to look worse than that, right? Yeah, I hope. Well, I don't hope, but. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, this uh, movie was directed by Bill Condon, once again, written by Melissa Rosenberg. Uh, Bill Condon, probably best known for Dreamgirls. I'm not really sure how he got hired to do this, but sure. Uh, November 18, 2011 was when it was released. Would one of you like to make an opening statement? Um, yeah, I'll, I'll start. I'll try to be brief. Um, this movie is fucking insufferable. Um, it should be like a, a, I feel like a Polanski meets Cronenberg, like matrimonial body horror story, but that gives it too much credit. Instead, it's like a supernatural straw man argument against pro-choice feelings, um, couched in this like siege story of sorts. Um, it takes itself incredibly seriously. Uh, I feel like the vampire baby inside of Bella in this movie uh, is a metaphor for the dark, fucked up heart of the of this movie. Um, just waiting to sink its teeth into us. I, uh, to be brief, I like this storyline so much better when it was the worst storyline on Angel, the show. And by all means, somebody say something more eloquent than that. <laughs> I wrote similar to what you wrote. Um, it just seems like a metaphor for how you can be punished after sex, like. there's zero sex positivity. It seems like more of a cry for help from Stephanie Meyer's part than anything. It is just, and nothing really happens in the movie, which is kind of the entire series. It's just, there's no point. (laughs) Yeah. I think we all have pretty similar statements. Um, Mine is just, it's amazing how little happens in this movie. Uh, Bella, Bella has her wedding like almost immediately. She goes to an Island off the coast of Brazil for a honeymoon and she spends her whole honeymoon begging for sex from her frigid husband. And then she like gets pregnant and is suddenly like really pregnant. And then she spends the rest of the movie being punished for having a uterus. And then everyone else around her argues about what she should do with the pregnancy. It's like the worst anti-choice after school special ever. Uh, it's long, totally forgettable. And there's really no reason at all they couldn't have crammed this all into, you know, 40 minutes or so for, you know, part one and two together. Um, only thing I can say in minor praise of the movie is it at least looked like this was made by filmmakers this time, not the CW. Um, but yeah, Jacob continues to be the worst and I just want vampire Bella to kill everyone. Mm -hmm. Oh, wishful thinking. Mm -hmm. Or maybe if (laughs) Anna Kendrick became a vampire and she killed everyone. 
I only know one minor difference. I watched the extended edition, unfortunately. Um, Did anyone else? I don't know how long it is. I didn't even know that. What? So I guess the extended edition just features a prologue of the Volturi. Okay, in addition yeah, to the, the mid credit sequence afterwards. Yeah, uh, they basically just kill another assistant for informing them that the uh, for, for bringing them the invitation to the wedding. That's stupid. Why would she send them an invitation? I I have no idea. Yeah, they didn't uh, do that in the book for sure. For all I know, this is outtakes from Michael Sheen's dressing room. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well. Talking about our, our favorite moments, any honorable mentions before we get to the top three? Mm. I have one, if you guys don't. I don't have, no. No, no honorable mentions here. Mine was just everybody reacting to how bad of a name Renezme is. Um, Ooh, that just, is good. Just the, I'm on your side, no matter what you pick. And she's like, Renezme. And he's just like, oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, It's the one time I like Jacob. <laughs> but you can actually see... Uh, what's his face? Edward's laughing in the background. I think that's probably just Robert Pattinson can't keep a straight face in that scene. Mm-hmm. That's a dumb name. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, is it any? I mean, she was gonna if it was a boy, she was gonna name it after the two dudes that she couldn't decide between. That's that child's gonna be fucked up. Can well, we curse on it, this? Oh yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, oh, we already said but make it even worse. <laughs> <laughs> but make it worse. She was gonna call the baby EJ, which just. I don't know. It doesn't sound right. No. Like, would its name just be E.J. or would it be Edward Jacob? <laughs> Edward Jacob, E.J. to his friends. It's just like E.E.J.A.Y. That was his name. Yeah. Yeah, like like a Jeb thing, maybe. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so any top three? When do you guys go? Uh, I, I only have two, and those were a struggle. <laughs> Yeah, it was really hard to find. My top moments are more horrifying moments that I enjoyed laughing at. Oh, that counts. Yeah. What's your number three, Crystal? My number three was um, Jacob's imprinting scene. <laughs> it just gives us a rare glimpse into what life is like for pedophiles, is it not? I mean, yeah. is that what happens when they look into the eyes? I hope I'm grossing everyone out because we should be grossed out Weird by this. CGI yeah. baby. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And he's like, Ooh. <laughs> oh, God. It's oh, so and they really try to save it with the, uh, you'll be whatever they want, like a friend, a brother, a <laughs> protector, someone who will hopefully get to fuck them at some point. That's exactly what I wrote. Like, they're your guardian until they want to fuck you or they're the proper age to do so. Yeah. She still looked pretty young, too, like older in Esme. Still pretty young. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, my number three was the wolves all talking to each other in voiceover. Uh, just because that's what I really wanted was just the wolves to talk to each other. It would have been better if their mouths were moving, but I'll take it. That's that's my number three, too. Just mm-hmm. uh, if I had one. It's just I'm like, wow, these guys all became great actors. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> What's your number two, Crystal? <laughs> uh, Let's see. My number two, I think a lot of my favorite moments happened at the wedding. And I think my number two was Charlie looking at the graduation caps. Like, I feel like he should be way more concerned. There's like a thousand graduation caps. He should, as a cop, think this family is murdering high school students across the country. It just 
his puzzling look. And then my, the, my favorite part was Renee just looking at it and saying, oh, that's weird. And it, or she said that was clever yeah. and didn't think anything of it. <laughs> She's like, oh, how weird. Anyway. I love the like subtle glimpses into why that marriage ended. <laughs> They're all throughout their scenes together. It's like, yeah, you two shouldn't have been together. I get it. Mm. <laughs> all right. What's going um, to you, Marco? Uh, this was one of those real struggle for me. Uh, it's more my reaction than the thing. But when they're like coming up with like, what are we gonna do with the fucking like fetus? And Jacob like has some snide comment the editor reads. So they go to feed her blood, and they're like, wait, hold on, I've got an idea. Let's put it in a styrofoam cup of a straw. <laughs> and I was like, seriously? Where did Carlisle get that? Like the snack bar? Yeah. Yeah, I the wrote house- that too. Why would they have that? That house is huge compared to like each movie gets bigger and cooler. He's like, let's put it in a styrofoam cuff. We want to make sure it's insulated. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, My number two was uh, just that whole little sequence of Bella getting ready for sex for the first time. Just because it was like the only vaguely human thing she really did in the movie. Like this was something that might be relatable to like a teenager watching the movie and it stood out because it seems like the movie is so uninterested in her otherwise. I, but maybe like, like literally a teenager who's, Mm -hmm. you know, very unknowledgeable about sex or what have you, or what a wedding night looks like or whatever. Oh yeah. I mean, that's, that's the target audience I would assume. But I hated that sequence just for at the end, she says to herself, don't be a coward. Oh, is that what she says? The audio was really bad on my copy, so I couldn't even hear a dialogue half the Yeah, time. she says, mm-hmm. don't be a coward. And I'm like, she's the one person in this relationship who hasn't been a coward thus far. <laughs> right, yeah. It's just, I don't know that yeah, this, I didn't have this experience in life, and I feel like you should not be this m- nervous. And, you know, it seemed like she didn't want to <laughs> do anything. I mean, she did, but she wasn't acting like it. I think it's more on he, Edward's part. He acts like he doesn't want her. Who's who's going to yeah. not be nervous about that? Well, she gives him like, hey, eyebrows, eyebrows. And he's like, uh, let's play chess. <laughs> God. <laughs> no, we can get let's play that, a lot yeah. of chess. It's every girl's dream, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, what's your number one, Crystal? So my number one is Jessica at the wedding. Um, <laughs> yes. Just... My goal is now to be the Jess at every wedding, just shooting one snarky comment after another, making everyone as uncomfortable as possible. It's just everything she said was a gem. I want to believe that it wasn't even scripted on her part. I hope not. They just threw Anna Kendrick in there and they were like, react appropriately to how any human being would react to this wedding. Well, and everything too. Like, hey, Anna, what do you think of the cake? Oh, I thought it would be bigger. Um, my number one is the uh, the Edward hunts down the bad dudes flashback sequence, which is only thirty seconds of this seven hour movie, and it seems to like reveal a lot about who Edward really is. Especially as he tells his new bride the night before the wedding, he's just like, "I really like to hunt down bad men and punish them in alleyways," and she's like, "No, I'm still getting married. Fuck it." Yeah, my number one is also Anna Kendrick at the wedding. Um, just joking about the pregnancy and like when she's gonna start showing. I think she calls Edward the hair, and it's mm-hmm. like her whole speech is just like mocking the absurdity that they're even in a relationship because it's so fake and phony. Like I just love that it was awesome. Could have gone, 
could have gone on for 10 more minutes of just that. She's got to be pregnant. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's pretty much the only reason you'd usually get married right out of high school. <laughs> Suddenly. Yeah, unless your vampire boyfriend's just forcing you down the aisle. All right. Well, any complaints? I mean, are we going to pretend like our general comments aren't all going to be complaints? Right. I. Yeah. I, this whole thing is going to be complaints. Well, let me see if I have any more general that I won't get to specifically. I mean, other um, than like this did need to be two parts. Yeah. I mean, as always, not enough Anna Kendrick. I think the the one thing that stood out to me, just like in terms of structure, was that the the what's this, the main werewolf dude Sam. He seemed to go from being the one who was like pretty chill about Bella and Edward and Jacob was the one who's all like freaked out about it. And then suddenly he was like totally against them and like wanted to murder them. That seemed like it kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. Like just because yeah, she got pregnant. Definitely explain more in the book. Mm-hmm. What's the explanation? In the book, there's a whole we get a lot of backstory on the tribe um, and Basically, they have a treaty with the Cullen family. And since they're bringing in, this is like a new creature. They don't know what it is. So they're saying, this is another dangerous supernatural creature. We don't have a treaty with this. Um, he violated the treaty by having sex with Bella and possibly he, killing her. So they have to like kill the baby. They're trying to kill the fetus, hmm. not the so, vampires. It's all about like uh, contract renegotiation. You'd think they could at least have a Basically. sit down beforehand and be like, hey, we have some concerns. We'd like to work these out with you before we just declare war on you. But I guess not. Yeah. Before and you then, just rip off your clothes and turn into wolves. And, and then Carla writes a big check. <laughs> What's it going to take? I've seen your house. It's pretty shitty. Yeah. Have you seen my house? I've seen your house. <laughs> I'm adding four more zeros to the end of this check. Ah. Uh, all right, so yeah, we have lots of complaints. Let's just move into our general discussion, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so the best part about the, the the prologue is never mind the fact that the assistant uh, invades when they're they're eating from like a pile of bodies. The Volturi is that when the Cullens invite the Volturi to the wedding, they address the thing as resident. Like whatever villa castle thing they live in in Italy, it's just dear resident. <laughs> Why would they send them an invite? Like they don't, don't like them. It's, it's just like so old, weird. Old fashioned postal shade. <laughs> Edward's just like, oh, I'm trying to be polite. <laughs> Maybe it was so they knew that she was going to turn to a vampire at some point because that was a problem as well. Like when the timeline was for that. It's weird that I didn't, I have the DVD, I own the DVD, um, embarrassingly so, and I didn't have a prologue or anything like that. Hmm. Uh, Doesn't sound like you're missing much. Instead, you get the opening with Jacob just storming out of the house because he got the wedding invitation, which I think he already knew they were getting married, didn't he? I can't even remember. Two movies ago? Yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ. (laughs) It's like they've just been having the same dumb argument for three movies now. Yeah, he found out they were engaged or getting married in Eclipse. So mm-hmm. oh. just seeing the piece of paper threw him over the edge. Yeah, yeah, he has to run out in the rain and throw it down on the ground. Mm-hmm. Fuck this invitation. I just want to know where they where they get their clothes back because somehow they, they're all coming out of the woods with their clothes on again after they've been in wools. And I don't know where they're hiding those clothes. 
Well, in the books, they have like a string, like a leather strap that they tie to their foot. And so they tie their shorts to it. <laughs> so then when they turn back into a human, they somehow like take the time to like put their shorts back on and like tie it in the little strap. I, sh- I shit you not. What if they <laughs> had like, what if they had like, like Incredible Hulk pants where like they just kind of get bigger and stay on as while well, they're wolves. And it's just a bunch of wolves running around with like shorts on. You'd think they'd invest in that technology or something or have Carlisle fund it for them. Because, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I like how Jacob, I mean, I, I really like how Jacob kept his shirt on for most of this movie, too. But it was mm-hmm. odd because he would tear off his clothes after he kicks his bike out, run into the woods, have the Wolf Congress, come back, like, fully dressed again. It's like, where did the clothes come from? Where did the tailored clothes come from? <laughs> It makes no sense. They can't. They can't put the clothes back on. It just even when they have it strapped to them, it makes no sense. Yeah, Edward, I'm just picturing like <laughs> you're walking around the corner and there's like this naked person like shimmying back into their shorts that they had in like a little knapsack <laughs> around their ankle. Well, in the books, there's a part where where Jacob forgets to tie his shorts to him, or he doesn't have time. So the whole like his whole um, pack sees him naked, and they're like, "Oh, this happens all the time. We always see each other naked." <laughs> Grumble, grumble, growls from Leah. <laughs> uh, I'm looking at the invitation here. Edward has two middle names, Anthony and then Mason, M-A-S-E-N. What a weird middle name. Also, there's a dumbbell on Jacob's roof. <laughs> yeah, his his roof looks pretty grim, especially for a place that rains as much as it does. Well, I was like, as, they're, as we're panning over, I was like, what shanty hovel is this? Oh, it's Jacob's house. Oh, I think I think the dumbbells and weights are holding down a tarp that they put over the roof. Oh, oh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, really, Carlisle could fix all that if you guys would just chill out. Yeah, yeah. You there guys we go. Work need, together. You need new negotiations on this treaty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and poor Billy Black is left in the rain to contemplate this. I really want to get into later. Is is uh, uh, Charlie Swan having an affair with Billy Black's wife? What is going on there? No, that's that's Seth's mom. Oh. It's Seth's mom. Okay. Yeah. So they do have a relationship in the book. So that's okay. Sue Clearwater. And Billy, I believe Billy's wife is dead. I don't think Jacob has a mom <laughs> At anymore. <all>? No. <laughs> yeah. That explains a lot. Born in the woods. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like werewolf Moses was just found in the woods. Mm-hmm. But like she's always either with Billy Black or with Charlie in his house mysteriously for one phone call. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, Charlie Swan's, like, scamming on his wife, his friend's wife. Nice. Yeah, well, she's the wife of Harry Clearwater, who who had the heart attack um, oh, okay. in a previous movie. Okay, that makes That's sense. That's who that is. Mm-hmm. So I can only assume that, like, if you'd read the books, you'd know why she was there, but they never bothered to actually explain why she's hanging out with Charlie Swan in this movie. Yeah, in the books we just know like she's mm-hmm. she's a widow and she hangs out with Billy Black and Charlie. So and then they hook up. Yeah. And then Billy Black's just stuck alone because his uh his friend is now hooking up with Charlie Swan and he's stuck in his crappy house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they should really renegotiate with Carlisle. Just be like, look, mm-hmm. we'll we'll allow one weird vampire human hybrid baby and in exchange we're going to get you a tile roof it's going to have a lifetime warranty you'll be happy i feel like cuz the, the colons have to leave every period of years cuz they get too old or as far as people perceive them 
for so like you just extend out the res's territory and the whole tribe just moves into their super mansion wouldn't it make more sense for them to live in like seattle where they could really blend in with all the different people that live there rather than like a super small town yeah, it sounds like they just go to small towns across the U.S. and enroll <laughs> in high school over and over, which is the, like my personal hell. Yeah, Tuck. Like, they could just plastic. travel the world. Yeah, well, they'd rather or go to go high school. Assimilate with that weird group of cousins that they have from Alaska. Yeah, mm-hmm. who would have been really helpful to them in in uh, Eclipse. <laughs> I just want to see the movie where it's just Alice calling the wedding planner. I'm sure it's, it's high more heels. Yeah. High heels are nothing. Mm-hmm. And ordering her like vampire men to like carry around benches and stuff. <laughs> so what was up with Bella, um sorry good? I was like, Bella is really terrible with those high heels. I mean, she is literally just like dragging her feet like Frankenstein. <laughs> that was painful to watch. I, I mean, she was dragging her feet down the aisle as it is, you know. She's she's not happy with anything going on, and Alice doesn't listen to her because Bella's just useless. Well, how is she walking down the aisle in heels that, that when the aisle is like dirt? Like, wouldn't she just be like sinking into the ground? That's true. Yeah, you definitely do sink it to the ground. Mm-hmm. It's just vampire magic, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, soon to be vampire magic. So, mm-hmm. okay, Bella and Edward are getting married. Presumably, Carlisle and Esme are married. Don't think Jasper and Alice are married or Emmett and Rosalie. So, how does marriage and the ceremony affect like the vampiric orgy nature of the word family i think that's uh, up to the fanfic writers (laughs) yeah i don't like you're talking about how edward feels the need to be married to her before anything happens or yeah because i think our feeling is that this family is absolutely 100 swingers no totally um I mean, sure, like Jasper might crawl back into Alice's bed or vice versa at the end of the day, but like I'm sure there's like a big swappy smorgasbord of sex. At some point, they've here. all fucked each other. Yeah. Yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. Uh, I mean, because I'm sure the ladies look at Jasper and just see nothing but desire. Mm-hmm. Um, although his his wig is super toned down. This movie. Well, did you I notice Carlisle's shocked. hair was like? Yeah, well, it's like he's got long. Jasper's wig. <laughs> Jester's wake out of the dryer. I don't know. I just like what the fuck does the marriage in quotes mean to this weird coven vampire family thing? Yeah, you think it means nothing because I know in some situations, um, like some of the couples go on honeymoons and they just kind of live as a married couple, but they're not actually married. So I don't. Is he just like I need to marry you and then turn you into a vampire and like introduce you to this life of like the orgy life that we've got going. I don't know. Stephanie Meyer wanted to teach us all a lesson. Edward's probably the only one in the family that hasn't fucked anyone though. Cause he's <laughs> that boring. Yeah. Yeah. The hair yeah, and think- the makeup, it seems like it's lessened. I'm looking at this Alice screenshot I have and like, she doesn't have like the super pale makeup on anymore. Like I think they just forgot to do that. This one. Yeah, I noticed that Edward, um, I'm guessing they got a lot of sun on that island or wherever they were filming because he looked noticeably less pale mm. in this movie, not, especially on the island. But not super sparkly. No, not sparkling at all no, on a tropical island. Sparkling, yeah. I mean, you would have thought that at certain points, like Bella would be blinded by the sparkles, but nope. 
He was like walking around in the daylight talking to the housekeepers and no sparkles. No one sparkles on this honeymoon. No one. <laughs> they play chess. That's as, that's as good as it gets. Did you happen to notice after that high heel scene when Bella walks away right at the end of the scene, she does this weird little skip. I don't know if you guys caught that. Yeah. Um, like after she looks up at Edward in the window and she's walking away. Yeah, it's like almost off frame. Like she's going out of frame as she does it. It's so weird. They're like, hey, what if we snuck in a little personality when people might not even notice? Or Casey just thought she was out of camera. Yeah, or she thought she was out of camera. She's like, I'm done with this shit. I'm done with the heels. And mm-hmm. that's what I took it as. I'm done with the high heels and the practicing. Yeah, I I enjoyed the Bride and Bride of Frankenstein as the analogy in the flashback. <laughs> Mm-hmm. This stupid story. Well, this whole dark just... backstory seems so flimsy. Well, so, okay. Headcanon, then, in the first movie, when he has to rescue her from the dudes in the alleyway, mm-hmm. did he just have, like, a raging murder boner? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> well, he's like, oh, I used to be so bad. Let me tell you my bad backstory. And then it's like, actually, I just hunted down and killed murderers. And it was only people I was totally morally okay with, like, hurting the whole time. But I'm bad. Yeah, he so. was like, oh, the good old days. <laughs> I, just, I just wanted to fuck those guys up. <laughs> up. <laughs> Only because he can read their minds. He knows 100% that he's like in the right. So I don't know. I don't buy your like emo phase here. But I like her reaction to his story. I was like, God, I hope Bella's revealed to be like secretly a stone cold psychopath. I mean, she would have to, you think she would have to be given all these circumstances. Like, of course she's some sort of insane. Well, like when they get to the Island, I was like, Oh shit. What if this turns into that thing in gone girl or like they get to Neil Patrick Harris's house. Mm -hmm. And it's just like her like murdering Edward and then framing somebody like framing the housekeeper for it. It would be better if there were the typical vampire rules so she could get them with either like a steak or holy water or something like that. Yeah. Or severed marble cock <laughs> oh there we go get the chisel out <laughs> oh god <laughs> <laughs> yeah picture that so gross. <laughs> oh, it just that, doesn't make sense i think that rescue rescue's cock making the museum tours um oh so edward's bachelor party is yeah. he just gonna have like a blood orgy in the forest of his bros yeah i mean they go hunting but it sounds more like she says, will there be strippers? And he's like, oh, a couple bears or whatever he says. Like, it sounds sexual. Warning sign. They don't maybe just end up at like a Dave and Buster's playing skee ball or anything. <laughs> With like fruit punch mouth. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. You can you picture Edward and Jasper driving there and Emma's just riding on the back of the vehicle. Well, it seems weird that the wedding happened so quickly and we really didn't get much of a reaction. Like we see Billy Burke getting the invitation and he's just like, hmm, whatever. Like her mom's Mm, happy. But like you would think they would want to play up a little more like, I don't know what her friends really think of this. And I don't know. The movie's just not interested in that at all. Maybe you heard Anna Kendrick at the wedding. I Mm -hmm. think we know what her friends really think of this. Yeah, was the, I feel like this happened over the summer, too. I'm not sure mm. timeline-wise, but I feel like this was during the summer, and we all know she doesn't give a shit about her school friends, so she wouldn't really know their reaction. She just, like, sends them an invitation, doesn't even tell them. Yeah, it's weird they were there. I mean, she doesn't care about that. 
I'm so glad they were there, though, at least um, Jess. It's mm-hmm. weird that there's like 200 people at this wedding. Like, who the fuck are all these people? If, right. you're, if your whole goal is to eventually quietly just disappear from society, why invite 200 fucking people to your wedding? And it doesn't make sense that Carlisle's a doctor. Like, he's a known, a well-known person, especially in this community. So mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of the guests were like fellow doctors and things like that. But in terms of keeping a low profile, it makes zero sense. I like uh, this. Further, uh, sorry, go ahead. I say further credence to the Bella's actually a monster. Her daydream about getting married is actually on a pile of her friends and family's dead bodies. I was just going to comment on that. Yeah, I like this <laughs> shot because somewhere in there you can see Billy Burke and he's just like staring blankly ahead like he does in every other scene in the movie except here he's supposed to be dead. I feel like we should tell all the ladies listening that this is not a good sign if you're dreaming about your wedding and you're standing on a pile of dead bodies, like red flags. Yeah. Well, like, what is her anxiety really? Like, she already wants to be turned to a vampire, but for some reason, the wedding is what scares her. I don't, wasn't really sure, like, what her headspace was going on with here. I was like, forever, forever? I mean, I she get the vampires are forever. <laughs> She doesn't want to get married to him. It's just, you're going to be with him forever. I don't understand the problem. Yeah. She wanted to be a vampire, but then she wanted to play the field a little. Yeah. She's like, I kind of thought that's what the whole vampire thing was about. <laughs> and now you're telling me I have to wear magic underwear too? What the fuck? <laughs> and suddenly Rosalie likes Bella in this movie because she can do her hair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Weddings. They bring everyone together. Billy Birkin attacks. <sighs> I think Alice might have been checking him out. Also, I hated the music in this movie. Like, this was the worst score, like 7th Heaven or something like that for the first half of the movie before it switched into, like, all tribal drums in the second half. But it just felt like I was watching the most tepid of TV shows the whole time. Like, it never it was- fit the scenes I just the soundtrack was good. I remember the soundtrack for New Moon being really good. Um, and then it just kind of fell apart. Well, this was a year and a half after more or less a year and a half after the last one eclipse. So maybe mm-hmm. just something changed. Like, I don't know, they they lost their finger on the pulse in that time period because it seems like these this movie is just kind of perfunctory, like just get it done, get it over with. Yeah, they were like, we don't need to try to make this music good or make the movie good in general. Let's just, <laughs> we came this far, we can't go back. I mean, at least it, it, it's filmed better, but yeah, the, the hair and makeup mm-hmm. are much lazier and no soundtrack. I mean, I imagine half the production of this was just like, hey, we get to go on vacation to Rio or, or wherever they filmed that, you know, yeah. <laughs> at least enjoy themselves. Just this lame Carter Burwell soundtrack. Um, so yeah, so, uh, Anna Kendrick also gets to catch her, I guess, ex Mike drooling over Shannon from lost, which why, is, why is Maggie Grace in this movie? I can only assume they come back in part two. Yeah. <laughs> mm, uh, yeah, they do. Okay. okay. Cause those cousins are bizarre. You have like the three blonde girls and then the, the patriarch guy is straight up Barnabas Collins from the original. Oh, totally. Yes. <laughs> Like, well, he I, looks more like Barnes Collins than Johnny Depp ever did in that shitty Johnny Depp movie. Mm-hmm. 
when Maggie Grace showed up on screen, I was like, wait, is that Maggie Grace? Is she in this movie? I had to IMDb it because I was like, I feel like I would have known that. But then she's in it for like five seconds and leaves. So, What's the name for that disease where you hallucinate Maggie Grace into everything? Yeah. yeah. Um, the only person who's happy to be at this wedding, it seems like, is Stephanie Meyer herself. Is she there? Yeah. Yeah. She's what? like the one who's like fawning over like the three minute walking down the aisle sequence. Well, what, I don't remember this at all. In the book, like, why is it such a struggle for Bella to like get married? Is she just like really anxious about? Like, I, I just don't understand her anxiety here. Just towards marriage in general? Yeah. She, so her mom, you know, after they divorced, her mom was always very strongly against young people getting married. Mm, okay. um, she just wanted her to live her life. And obviously in the movie, it makes it seem like Renee's on board. But um, Bella's just worried that she's too young for it. Like, it just sounds ridiculous to her. And especially because her parents divorced, like she's just not into marriage in general. I don't know. Oh my God. How great would a, uh, like nightmare flashback flash forward be of Robert Pattinson with the Billy Burke mustache, just like drinking a beer and staring dead eyed into the future. Bella's like, Oh God, it's my nightmare. Sure. <laughs> oh yeah. I think um, I see Stephanie Meyer in the crowd here. It's very like happy. the, the wedding design, I mean, I'll give it as impressive. This stuff means nothing to me usually. But, like, it seems like a like a pollen nightmare or, like, you're always going to be brushing shit out of your hair and clothes. Yeah, because it's in the middle of the trees and the, the ground is covered in the moss. I, the yeah. aisle is, like, mossy shit. I don't know what it is exactly, but. Like, it's enchanting for maybe five minutes and then it's a mm-hmm. nightmare. It would have been great. And then everyone's just sneezing. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been great, like, her first step out down the aisle her like you know high heel just like sinks two inches into the dirt and she trips and breaks her ankle i mean realistically that's what should have happened i'm surprised mm-hmm. i didn't catch that being someone who's worn heels in grass before especially that i mean those are stilettos that's there's no way that's gonna hold up in dirt she's already not very good at them mm-hmm. not that you can see them under the dress well <laughs> don't you like think this is this is the perfect wedding to go barefoot. Like, just let her yeah. go barefoot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually attended a wedding in a similar location, and I had to be barefoot because I was in the bridal party. It's not that fun, but it's probably better mm-hmm. than wearing heels. Like, aren't you, like, standing in the mud, too, basically? It was almost the mud, yeah. Ugh, I hate weddings. <laughs> um, one of the nicest things about this wedding but also maybe a warning sign is there's no, there's no sermon. There's no opening remarks. That guy just goes right into vows. <laughs> it's the like, weirdest. <sighs> they film the vows, uh, like the way the camera films it, like they're dancing. Basically the camera is kind of like bouncing around behind them, like swaying, like trying to make this more than it is really. They just want some movement in this movie, mm-hmm. any sort of movement. Yeah, I, sure. I just looked. The budget's 110 million. That's like way up. That's like 40 million more than the last For one. So. Just this one? Apparently, yeah. Wow, it's got to be just like wolf CGI shit. Then I mean, you can you can kind of tell it just it looks like a more professional production than the last one. Right, which is interesting because this one doesn't have like a crazy battle sequence <laughs> like the last one. Yeah. There's a little bit with the wolves, which they it, that didn't happen in the books, but they just needed some sort of action in this movie. <laughs> 
<laughs> They're like, we need a climax because yeah. we've been watching this movie for two hours and nothing has happened. And then, unfortunately, I think this is the last we see of Anna Kendrick for the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I guess we can see the... I'm looking at now. We can see maybe the beginnings of a romance here between Billy Burke and uh, the woman here, whose name I already forgot. Um, Clearwater. Water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, they, like, kind of, like, see each other and, like, kind of, like, you know, significant glances at the wedding and they probably, like, cut the rest of this out or something. Well, for the the three scenes that she was in and the cut I saw, it really seemed like she's with Billy Black. Mm-hmm. And it's like he senses that Charlie Swan's making a move. And then like later when Charlie answers the phone, like she's there at his place. And then she's back with Billy Black later on. And I was like, oh, damn. Like there's a much more interesting story going on there. It's still a better love story than Twilight. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> for sure. Maybe she's playing both of them. Whoa. Whoa. Her husband dies. She has to keep herself occupied. She goes for Billy and Charlie. Imagine those three actors just doing all of the scenes that the main love triangle gets in this. So like uh, like Billy Black's like, if you die, like what was the whole point? Like me loving you, you loving him, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I would watch that instead of this. So I guess Maggie Grace is like just can't handle the werewolves there. Is that her damage? So she's like was involved with that Laurent guy? Apparently, which I don't know that that was a thing, but I guess she can smell Seth and know that he's a werewolf, so that sets her off. Hmm. Wait, the Laurent guy from like the Oh, first is that not this cut? Is that not brought up in your guys' cut? So yeah, she she has a huge issue because um she's pissed off because she was seemingly involved with Laurent. And they, these Collins and all of them killed him, or the werewolves killed him. And so Edward tries to explain that Laurent tried to kill Bella, and she's like, bullshit. Like, Laurent was like us. He wanted to, like, live peacefully with humans. And then she storms off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she says he's going to live peacefully with me. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess they were a thing. Even though he, that guy was creepy as fuck. He doesn't seem like the type to... He doesn't seem like the type. What was he, he doing seems like running around with Victoria? Guy. <laughs> yeah. Huh. That's bizarre. I think I'm, I'm glad that wasn't included in my copy. <laughs> Billy Burke's cop, his speech about how he's a cop and he knows things. <laughs> yeah. This is like the worst wedding speeches ever. I mean, except for Anna Kendrick's. Like, they're all just like so cringy. Oh, yeah. and Emmett's. Emmett's Emmett. pretty good. Yeah. I almost didn't recognize Emmett because he wasn't standing in the back of a Jeep. <laughs> yeah he looks completely different in this movie I, to me at least i don't know he does if it was it's just my hair. eyes or yeah something about the hair well, just somebody has that terrible toes and then like billy burke just like down some champagne <laughs> billy you're not gonna get any sleep because my brother's gonna fuck her and he's just like i'm gonna take a drink this for several nights yeah oh. everyone else is like lol no he's not <laughs> <laughs> Edward, he's gayer than nine guys blowing ten guys. <laughs> yeah, I definitely think they just gave Anna Kendrick like a bottle of champagne and then were like, all right, just go do your thing at the mic. You don't need any dialogue. Just say what you would say. Yeah. Well, LOL at the fact that Bella's mom somehow seems the craziest during the wedding toast. 
I feel like she's really drunk. Like she's yeah. she looks a hot mess. Well, she's singing. <laughs> she's just singing. Oh God, Bella should have looked way more humiliated at that than she did. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it's like, yeah, I, I see why this marriage didn't work out between her and Charlie. So. <laughs> Uh, well, like somehow Esme's speech is so, so much more like touching and poignant than like everyone else's speech, but including Bella's own parents. <laughs> She's the real parent here. Well, like, she just named the baby Esme. <laughs> yeah, don't give her mom any credit. Renee is kind of an airhead, which is pretty much any non supernatural female in this whole series. They're all like the human girls are all very much airheads. Well, she's going to name her son. Edward Jacob. Like, why couldn't she have at least named her daughter Renee Esme? <laughs> you know, like, mm-hmm. it's like you were going to name the kid Edward Jacob, you know, all as one word or anything like that. <laughs> and then we get like some random swing dancing from Jasper and Alice here. <laughs> Just showing it off. Yeah, the guests are all dancing. This is like a fast-paced song, and Bella and Edward, I'm guessing that Kristen Stewart and Robert Pattinson don't know how to dance because every time they dance in this movie, everyone's like having a good time around them, and they're just standing. They're just slow dancing, yeah, just kind of like yeah. sw- swaying back and mm-hmm. forth. I like. I want to start a, a rumor, an inaccurate rumor, that Rupert Sanders was an extra at the wedding scene. I like, that would be fun. <laughs> um... So yeah, then Jacob shows up to the wedding. Um, their dialogue here, like Edward's just like, this is kind of you. And Jacob's like, kind is my middle name. God, I hate Jacob so much. I it's, feel like Jacob's middle name starts with a C, if you know what I mean. This asshole shows up way late. He's not even dressed properly. Like he doesn't even have his like first movie, like kind of like lazy, like tie or anything going on. Like, like when he showed up at prom, he's just like mm-hmm. so bitter and, and like immediately gets up in their shit, like telling them what they should be doing on their honeymoon night. It's like, dude, fuck off. It's not your business. Yeah, that was really disgusting. I mean, Bella shouldn't have said anything to him, but he's he's right. I do. I hate Jacob, but I do like him in this movie because I feel like he's more of a voice for the audience where he's just kind of like, what the fuck is happening <laughs> the entire time? Yes and no, because it's like whenever whenever there's action to be taken, Jacob doesn't even take like the low road. He takes like the shittiest low road. Like when they think that Bella's died right after the baby's been born and he's just like, yeah, I'm not going to kill you. You have to live with this. Fuck you. Yeah. It's so yeah, it's like an I told you so, not an I just lost my best friend. He's such an I told you so guy. Yeah. Um, I like that he, we find out here that he went on this wolf bender to like prepare himself for Bella's wedding. Like, <laughs> How long could he have actually been gone? Like, this was a rush wedding. I feel like it was a couple months at the most. And this must be like fall or something or, or I don't mm-hmm. know, because you'd figured the other kids would have gone off to college. So it's probably like August. Yeah. And then his whole pack has to come up and restrain him because he's so angry at the idea of a bride having sex on her wedding night. Ugh. Well, the whole conversation between Jacob and Bella should have taken place over phones with, like, prison glass between them. <laughs> like, that's his whole affect during this. Well, not to defend Edward or anything, because he sucks, too. But, like, Jacob, do you not think that, like, maybe Edward might care about not killing his wife on their wedding night? Like, 
<laughs> never like, possibly no. occur to you that he might be interested in, in protecting his wife too? I don't know. Well, also, let's talk about the fact that Jacob has a lot of opinions about vampire wedding night sex. Mm-hmm. Do you think Jacob's ever been with a woman? No, he's a virgin for sure. I mean, he's he's really like, like I don't know, educated on this issue, He's or so he thinks. <laughs> I think he just sees them as monsters, like monsters made of stone, whereas Jacob, he, there's a part in the book that they don't, I wish they put this in the movie, but he they can he can have a normal sex like a human sex life like he can have a normal human baby mm-hmm. so he obviously doesn't know shit about the vampires other than they're made of stone and he's like he's, are you gonna ram that into her i don't think so he's like take my my feeling that you guys are all monsters couple that with like the pornos that i tend to watch <laughs> And then I say, Bella, you can't be that stupid. <laughs> oh, is this a bad time to mention he imprints on a child? Because yeah. <laughs> oh, it is it is never just like the fact that you should never stop mentioning that Donald Trump's gonna go on trial in December for raping a thirteen year old. You should never stop mentioning that Jacob imprints on a child. Yeah, let's not push that under the rug. This deserves <laughs> a lot of conversation. It's yeah. like, if you're okay with that, maybe you shouldn't be okay with that. <laughs> um, I feel like these two would have gotten mugged in Rio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Jacob's like, or uh, Edward's like, so the guy that I thought was our driver, and I gave him all of our stuff, including our wallet and our money, yeah, he wasn't our driver, so. <laughs> I'm gonna. Well, I guess he would have been able to read, like, read his mind. I guess, yeah. Yeah, I guess I'm gonna violently, like, sexually kill him in an alleyway and get our stuff back. <laughs> um, That's just gonna I, turn Bella on so much. Yeah. Yeah, she's like, let me watch. I like that Bella's mom finds it adorable that Bella has no idea where she's going on her honeymoon. <laughs> it's a like, secret to everyone. That's like Patty Hearst's mom being like, you don't know where they're taking you. Oh, my God. Magical. Yeah. Well, I wanted Charlie to be more concerned about that. I feel like Charlie would be the one like, you know what? Why not ask them? Why not ask Edward? Where are you taking her? Like, I'm not going to tell her. Yeah. But you just tell me because I'm her dad. She's Edward, still 18. Edward She's still... could just be like, oh, it's it's an island off Rio. Just keep it a secret. You know, like, yeah. That's all you need to say. I mean, so was I supposed to do anything but laugh when they drove off to the honeymoon and you could hear Jacob's like man pain howling in the distance? (laughs) I straight up chuckled. And the score wasn't like, oh, this is tragic or whatever. I felt like it was like like, it was like the music from fucking Monk or something. That's like why I hate this the score so much. But it was just, oh, God, I hate this movie. I, I was picturing Jacob like sadly violently humping a tree or something like as yeah. he's crying well, what if he's yeah. got wolf just form. off fucking like regular wolves in wolf form oh god that seems like Which something he would do not not one of their sacred laws <laughs> it's totally cool um so the whole pit stop through rio is that weird because isn't that where he went when he dumped her ass and decided to kill himself because she thought he was or he thought she was dead yeah, yeah, you see Rio in in his window in his hotel Cons- room. Conspicuous location, yeah. yeah. He was like, "Hey, you know, last time I was here, I wanted to kill myself, but they had this really great island villa, like off the coast. We should totally honeymoon there." Beach uh-huh. Dubs. 
My dad owns an island. Isle yeah. Esme. Yeah. Okay, so I wasn't sure about that. He's like, oh, it's my dad's. I wasn't sure if it was like your dad bought you the vacation package or your dad literally owns an island. He okay. literally owns an island as a gift Could for Esme. Could be both. It could have been a resort for the public like two weeks earlier. And Carlisle's like, let me write you a check. So is it Isla? Is it Isle Bella now? Like, does she get it? Like, is this Jake or uh, Edward's Isle, or is this just like a loner? I think mm. it's a loner because he says Carlisle gave it to Esme as a gift. So okay. they're just using it. They're just using it to fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How are, or not fuck? Never mind. Yeah. How are Carlisle and Esme not like breaking the bed constantly? Does this old man and wife who like come as the housekeepers are they just constantly replacing beds? That's <laughs> This this tropical fuck palace. That's what it should be called. That's their new name now. Isle Tropical Fuck Palace. Yeah. Well, Jake Edward here. He's he's really shown some confidence by uh, his his first naked scene with uh, his wife is going to be in some cold water at night. I guess he's he's feeling pretty confident about himself. These two somehow make skinny dipping unappealing and unsexy. Mm-hmm. Oh, they are. I mean. Did Kristen Stewart lose weight for this movie, or is she just that skinny? And I just didn't notice. Like, did you guys? Do you guys know? I think she's just pretty small in general. Yeah, it just looked like they were so like too pale, skinny. <laughs> it just looked very unappealing, like you said. Yeah, I can't imagine anyone in the theater watching this was just like, "Oh God, this is so hot." Right. He just stares at her boobs a little bit, and they just stand there awkwardly, looking at God knows what. Literally never seen female breasts before. Nope. Maybe uh, Carlisle needs to have a little chat with Edward about how, like, you know, there are ways to have sex without breaking the bed, right? Like, that that is possible. Oh. Well, he did talk to Carlisle beforehand in the books. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, really? He says he had a conversation with him, like, trying to figure out the best way to have sex with Bella. <laughs> wow. I just want to see her Peter Patch and I was like, Edward, have you ever actually heard of the clitoris? <laughs> He just pulls like all these like charts and graphs that he's got, and he's like, "Let's go over this once more." Jasper, get my whiteboard. (laughs) Brew some coffee, some some vampire coffee. Let me boil it down to the basics. Just you, you stay on the bottom. That that's really it. (laughs) So they wake up in the trash bedroom. A lot of that like shit in the bedroom does not look sex related at all. Well, the whole bed breaks when he like grips the headboard somehow. Like the, the whole bed just falls apart. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like just the shrapnel surrounding that bedroom just does not look like it came from mm-hmm. coitus. Like maybe a hurricane hit the island while they were. Yeah, there's like a chair that's broken, like several feet away. They're not changing positions into chairs and shit. These mm-hmm. two are vanilla as fuck. Oh yeah, there's no way. Yeah. Maybe when Ed, like maybe Edward has to come by like starting to destroy everything in the room. Like he just gets up and starts like kicking chairs and shit. He's like, "Hold on, almost there." But again, should her vagina not be a gooey crime scene after all that? <laughs> well, she seems I'm pretty chill. Get this image out of my head. I know she seems pretty chill about the bruises. He's like freaking out, and she's like, "No, it's it's cool. I feel fine." And he's just like, "No, I must ruin it." Yeah, yeah, he ruins it always. But I mean, like. On the scale of like one to ten on like vampire fucking, a zero would be Edward Cullen, and like something way past ten would be like Eric the Vampire, mm-hmm. True Blood. Yeah, Eric's on the opposite end for sure. Because he could take you like into the literal atmosphere. <laughs> I would believe that Eric broke this bed during sex. I don't really believe that Edward did. 
even Bill could have broke this bedroom. <laughs> Bill would be fucking snickering at Edward. Edward, I feel like he doesn't know what he's doing. I don't know if he, because he's never had sex before. Right. So I just, I don't so, know. Edward, what, 10 year old virgin. What if they just went for total realism and like, the wedding night was just super awkward and weird. <laughs> and like, they just like really dove right into that in the movie and like just explored. Like, this is a problem when, you know, two people get married and they never slept together. So, like, it's a lot of her holding him while he cries. <laughs> That's how he comes. Never mind. I'm oh, changing that. <laughs> they both cry. I'd imagine they both cried. Yeah. She's just like staring up at the ceiling, like, this is forever. Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, no, I don't even want to touch you again. I just want to play chess with you. I'm going to make you beg for it. Which, so I'm curious is number one, is chess a big thing in the book? Number two, I feel like, you know, he's kind of intimated throughout these movies that he doesn't respect her intellect or he doesn't think there's a lot in her head. So is the chess just another way to make her feel stupid and bored? Probably. I don't remember being a, big thing in the book which is weird because i think it's on the front cover of the book okay but i think they just played games and swam and and yeah he doesn't think of her as it doesn't look like he thinks of her as a human at all like she's just this cute little girl he pats on the head she even puts on like the nice lingerie she was debating and comes out and he just laughs at it and rolls over it's like, oh, wow. She's got to have some self-esteem issues by now. Like, Jesus, like her own husband doesn't want to touch her. And he laughs when she's looking sexy for him. Well, she eventually also, beats him at chess. Does that mean she finally gets to have sex with him again? Because they kind of start making out there. Yeah, seriously. He's like, if you can beat me at chess, sex. I'll fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> this is a horrible marriage. <laughs> and this is, this like is only the honeymoon. Time. Yeah. Yeah. But one thing I don't ever want to see in my vampire lore is like shorts. Like to Vampires me, that's like counter shorts. to the yeah. This seems like counter to the whole vampire mythos. <laughs> like I can't imagine any version of like Lestat just like chilling in shorts. Well, especially about- for Edward, he's so he's gross already. Yeah. yeah. What, what about the bit where she like gets on his back so he can jump down like a waterfall? Oh, man. I wanted to, the callback to like, you better hang on, Spider Monkey. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank God that didn't get mentioned in this movie. Well, and he's um, like, he's running away from her, like all these like hiking scenes or like in the waterfall. Like he, it's like, no, I, I, I got to get away from you. You're gonna have to follow me. It looks like an awkward father daughter vacation that neither <laughs> of them really wanted to take. Like if Daddy gets a boner, so yeah, he runs off. Oh God, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, that's Jacob. Speaking of which, uh, did you guys, did your cut have the werewolves on the beach, like, interlude here? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Like, Jacob says at one point about love, I had to write down this quote, when he's looking over at, like, the happy, coupled-up people, like, none of them belongs to themselves anymore. And the sickest part is that their genes tell them that they're happy about it. <laughs> and I thought, holy shit, Bella dodged a bullet. <laughs> I like when, when Leah says, uh, would you just get over it? It's not that you imprinted on her. And it's like, yes, yes, for fucking real. Like, get over it. Jesus Christ. Well, I want Leah and Anna Kendrick's character to meet and then, like, run off together. Oh, I could see that. That would be amazing. Who wouldn't Mm -hmm. imprint on Jessica? Seriously. I just really Uh, wanted Jessica to end up 
thrown into this world. Like she finds out about the vampires and werewolves and she's just like stuck with Bella on this ride. So we get just Jess's reaction mm-hmm. to this whole thing. That would be a killer scene. It's I'm surprised they didn't have something like that in there just because that would be fun, you know. But I guess these movies aren't fun. So no. so there's Bella like doing housework or whatever, like frustrated because her, her new husband won't fuck her. Doorbell rings there in the island off Rio, and there's Jessica, and she's like, Guess what? Turns out I'm the new slayer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that see, that's what I would want to watch. Only that. Yeah. Oh, Anna Kendrick would be a like if you're gonna do like a Buffy the Vampire Slayer like movie reboot, Anna Kendrick would be like in my my short list for sure. I don't, um, I don't understand why the housekeeper business is even here. Like, I guess just to pad out the running time because this movie's fucking two hours long and nothing happens. I don't get why they have housekeepers in general. Like, can't they clean up their own shit? I guess they keep breaking the bed. Yeah. Right. They just, they're trying to keep a low profile since they're mm-hmm. vampires and all. And they're like, let's bring these two humans in and <laughs> do all our stuff. That's, you know, I, never mind. I have a lot of gross analogies <laughs> yeah. for these poor, these poor indigenous people cleaning up after these monsters. Um, so the scene where right before she gets morning sickness, like an Edwards disappeared, which is going to be like, you know, par for their, their marriage. I'm sure mm-hmm. like she starts cooking. And her cooking involves chicken, yogurt, and peanut butter. See, I think that's supposed to suggest that she's pregnant because it's like, like oh, weird, weird, weird cravings. cravings. Yeah. Oh, yeah like, wouldn't that occur to her? Like, this is a strange combo for me to be craving. I don't even. Well, we know Bella is a good cook. So I, at first I was like, oh, maybe she's just a really shitty cook. But she does cook for Charlie. She was eating peanut butter on a spoon while cooking the chicken. So I guess, yeah, maybe it's a... A craving thing or just uh, teenagers eat weird things mm-hmm. right that's a thing is that is that a thing from the books that she's a good cook yeah well she's always cooking for charlie like she makes all of his meals and it seems like she's a good cook okay. yeah i, I the, vaguely remember that in the movies but it's it's down it's not like focused on that much yeah okay mm-hmm. i was saying the first movie they're always going to the diner to eat and then the second one all you see i think with food is her like throwing single slices of pizza to jacob <laughs> Still. Yeah, she cooks for her dad. Jacob doesn't deserve that. There's probably a like a cut scene where Charlie Swan goes to the doctor to get like an angiogram. And they're like, "Yeah, we you got to change your diet." I I feel like he has a beer in hand at the angiogram. <laughs> for sure. They're like, "Yeah, eating burgers and fries every day at the same diner. That's not working out too well for you." <laughs> Unless of course they made him a vampire too. Maybe they should just make the whole family vampires. They should have. It would have been way more interesting. I'm sure Renee would have been on board. Her mom. Mm-hmm. Oh, Renee would be an awesome vampire. I'll <laughs> bet her new husband would be. That'd get him out of the minor leagues. Yeah. yeah. Well, remember, no one sparkles in Jacksonville. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I wrote in my notes, honestly, even though I knew the plot of this movie, 54 minutes in, we find out Edward's boys can swim, and I really didn't think he had it in him. Well, just the image of her talking about her pregnancy and then Edward just comes and takes the phone away and starts talking about it with Carlisle. It's like, I'm sorry, your little girl, go away. This is too important for you. The men must discuss your pregnancy, you know. He says, Carlisle, is this even possible? And it's like, what do you want Carlisle to say? Like, LOL, nope. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> right. At this point, Carlisle didn't even know that was a thing. And Bella's like, I swear I can feel something inside me. And he's like, that's not important right now. Let me talk to Carlisle. Yeah. It's just, and then Carlisle's like, you know what? Get your shit home. We need to see what's happening. How would they not know this is a thing? Like, surely there's some other vampire out there somewhere who's had sex with a human woman at some point in the well, past. Who knows how long? It's not unheard of because when Edward does his Yahoo internet search later, <laughs> like he finds copious details, which mostly is like pieces of fine art that they're just adopting into this mythos. But yeah, then we get the what I consider to be needless, like super fast vampire packing scene, <laughs> I guess, to show urgency. But then they, they leisurely get chauffeured to the, to the plane. Well, Bella somehow goes from being like the equivalent of, I guess, like, you know, a month or two pregnant to the equivalent of being like eight months pregnant over the course of like a day or two. But then she stays that way for a super long time. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't sure about the timeline because I know when Jacob sees them, it's been about two weeks and she's like about to pop (laughs) at that point. So the whole pregnancy, what was that? Like five weeks? It seems like she's super pregnant for way too long like that baby should have come out uh-huh but talk about like hitting the brakes on your urgency super fast packing scene jacob shows up and carlisle's like they got here two weeks ago oh i love the scene like, when when jacob shows up carlisle gives jacob this look it's kind of like the slightly annoyed like oh, this asshole like yeah he's like hello jacob kind of like a hello newman thing like he's mm-hmm. just uh, <laughs> expecting him to pop through the door Jacob's the Newman of the Collins. I can see it. Oh my God, he really is. It's a family full of Kramers. <laughs> Bella Kramers gets like Bella gets like one line to express her own agency about her baby, and then like that's it. And then everyone else just goes back to arguing about it. Well, mm-hmm. she says at one point, "It's like this miracle," and Jacob gives her the most petulant, the most scoffiest of scoffs. Well, they're such politicized words, you know, arguing over whether it's a fetus or a baby. It's just like, oh, fuck off. God. That was too much. Like, yes, Stephanie Myers gave Bella her choice. Like, she has this is her right to choose. But you could tell that this was the only choice that Stephanie Myers would accept. Mm -hmm. Well, because I wrote in my notes, is this movie pro-choice? And like 10 seconds later, I deleted it. (laughs) It it tricks you into thinking it is, but then it's not. Yeah. It basically suggests that the only rational choice would be to have the baby because otherwise you're some sort of monster. Like these awful people who keep referring to it as an it, you know, they're the yeah. straw in there. Her horrible the family who just wants her alive and healthy. Mm-hmm. Well, the character of Rosalie, who the movie shits on constantly, is the only one who refers to it as a baby. So it's like it's not even it's virtue signaling. Yeah. yeah. She just wants to snatch the baby. <laughs> What if she just actually ate it at the end? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess that was the thing at the end. Like, they, like, there's a part where it's, like, almost glossed over where, like, when they get the blood out, like, Jasper and Alice have to leave, like, I guess because he'd want it too much was the implication there. Also, they were getting horny. <laughs> yeah, no one could be in the room when there was that much blood. Mm-hmm. They're just, like, they're, like, Carla, what the fuck? You've had blood this whole time? Yeah, yeah. They've had human blood. You can just get human blood uh, deliveries, is what it sounds like. Or he goes to the hospital to get it. I think. Mm-hmm. He goes to the hospital. 
He's like, like, we've been hunting down fucking bunny rabbits for how long and you've had human blood this whole time? I'm super handsome, uh, famous doctor. Can I just get a bunch of bags of blood to go? <laughs> no reason. No reason at all. I'm just doing things at home, you know. Oh, like a white guy living in the woods. It's not suspicious. <laughs> well, and there's this whole scene where Jacob gets to show up and like lecture Bella about her pregnancy. But somehow we never get like the scene where like Rosalie and Bella somehow like bonded off screen about this. But we never get that scene. But we sure do get Jacob lecturing her. Yeah, I think we just know from Rosalie's backstory in the last movie that she would value anything that resembles a human life. So Bella getting pregnant is like a miracle that Rosalie will protect. Yeah. And also Taylor Lautner in the scene, he cannot act like it's painful. But it concerns me that our paths and Taylor Lautner have more chemistry than Case do in our paths. Oh, definitely. I really want them to bang. I mean, are we all agreed that they did like in the tent? In the oh, last movie, yeah. I think they all did together. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, if by they all did together, I think Bella was yes pre- present. <laughs> or if but they I had think... a, a vampire werewolf human hybrid baby. Oh man! Well, in the book, Edward asked Jacob. He's like, if 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 a baby's what she really wants, let's take this sucker out, and you can impregnate her yourself. <laughs> and he, Jacob to his credit, is disgusted by this. Edward actually suggests that to Jacob. Yeah, and the scene where they're outside talking, it's a longer scene, and he says, if this is what she wants, you can give her that, I can't. And he's like, what the fuck? Like, is this going to be like a weird polygamy thing? Like, He's like, you can the, give her that, but I get to watch. Yeah, the idea of getting to have sex with her is intriguing to him, but he's still like, this is a sick joke. Oh, I firmly believe that Edward is much more into watching. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, like there's there's weird there's weird cuckold fantasies that are running rampant in this guy's head. <laughs> well, what's up with like he like Jacob gets angry and he storms out and like wolves out and then eventually like runs in front of a truck that has to swerve out of the way <laughs> and he just yeah. runs off like ah fuck those guys <laughs> fuck you truck. <laughs> I can't believe he spent time and money on like focusing on the couple in the truck and their reaction <laughs> to him. Yeah, yeah, I was like, wait, do we recognize those people? No. Yeah, so are who we cares? supposed to know them? <laughs> <laughs> and they have a, a a powwow, a bow wow at the uh, lumber yard here. Are they all <laughs> talking to each other? After, like, how many times does this movie do some kind of rehash of like previous scenes from the series? Like Jacob having to remind himself via voiceover as he's running with his man pain mm-hmm. to the bow wow at the lumber yard. And then Jacob starts moaning about his privilege and his birthright. Yeah. Talk about loopholes. Yeah. I thought he was bullshitting when he said that he passed up being alpha in the last movie. I thought I was like, I was making like the jack off motion in the air. And I was like, (laughs) oh, he really is like, I guess somehow destined to be the leader. I thought maybe this was going to go somewhere where like he was going to challenge Sam to be pack leader in order to prevent them from like hurting Bella. But no, that didn't happen. That would have been better than this, where he's just like, you know what? I'm out, and he leaves. And I guess he can, but it doesn't make sense that Seth and Leah can do the same. Jacob, like, totally Malfoys it. He's just like, don't you know who my father is? Like, I'm out of here. <laughs> my father will hear this. He's like, Boy, you're actually trash. I'm leaving. I feel like the guy who played out seed is like, when you're in human form, how are you not growling at each other? I always did that. <laughs> oh. 
And then somehow he walks back out of the woods, fully clothed, along with his buddy there, Zeth, who, like, was Zeth even in the last movie? Yeah, he was in okay. the last movie. He was a new a baby wolf. Was he the one that was, like, in the woods with him? Yeah, he was, like, their lookout or their messenger. What happened Wouldn't to have... Quilaterra? Yeah, I was going to say, wouldn't it make more sense for it to be Quilaterra since he made sure we knew his name in New Moon? He really wanted us to know that his name was Quilaterra. Well, I don't know if you caught this, but Quill was on the beach scene where they were talking about imprinting, and he's with a toddler because he recently imprinted on a toddler girl. I saw that in oh, the background. Was, uh, yeah, I was wondering if that's what that was because I knew there was something in the book about that. Yeah, it's this real gross. A, <laughs> this is not like an isolated incident with Jacob. No, like they, they're all just imprinting on whatever they want. Mm, problematic. Well, like, does the the imprintee have any kind of say in this? They can reject them, yes. Okay. And they have to respect their decision. But the whole thing about it is they're your perfect match and they're so perfect for you that why would you even think of rejecting them? Yeah, when they're four. I, it's like me and the girl of your dreams and finding out she's five. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's an old MTV joke. But um, like I feel like fantasy trope-wise, you could have lessened this horrible blow a little bit if you just used the word like destiny or, or nonsense like that. Or, like, maybe, or maybe an age limit. Maybe yeah. they, the, like maybe 15 years old. Maybe Seriously, they should have a policy stuff. where like once these guys form a wolf pack, it's like you're actually not allowed to interact with minors anymore. We, we're going to have to keep you away from them. Well, predators. I'm still haunted by the the scene in the new moon where Jacob's like, Sam keeps staring at me like he's waiting. And I was like, oh shit. <laughs> Sam, is Sam touching you wrong? Like He bad? wants to add him to his like pedophile pack. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, the the like wolf pussy posse here that they've got rolling <laughs> the street. Well, can't wolves like shouldn't wolves only be able to imprint on each other? Like, wouldn't that be, be safer? Yeah. Like less domestic violence, like poor or Sam's girlfriend, whose name I forgot, Emily, something like Emily. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't think stare at Emily because it makes Sam upset. There aren't many female wolves, though. <laughs> yeah. So they um, would all it's just be like a gay orgy at that point, which I'm sure it is already. Yeah, tell me how it isn't already. <laughs> yeah. They're all naked all the time around each other. Hearing each other's thoughts, yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Nightmare. I'm not sure when it is, but at a certain point, Edward starts whining about not having a choice in Bella's pregnancy, which was just real cute. Right. We're a team. We're supposed to be making these decisions together. Mm-hmm. Why don't well, I have a choice? Every new mom is excited to hear about how the father of the child couldn't possibly love it. <laughs> just keeps calling it a monster fetus, not even acknowledging that it could be a baby. It's like, Edward, you are a monster. And SA makes sandwiches for all the wolves, and Leah's a total bitch and doesn't take it. Well, shit rolls downhill. Jacob, of course, wants to be shitty to Leah. Leah's like, I gotta find someone to be shitty to, too. Yeah, I guess so. Oh, oh, are we, can we, can we talk about the fucking food scene of Rosalie and Jacob? This, I watched this through gritted teeth and like clenched fists. What food scene? Yeah, what food scene? you guys not have this? Oh, my God. Uh, so I don't know. A point what, where, what are you talking about? So Jacob comes in, and he hasn't eaten. And so Rosalie's like, I'll go into the kitchen and make you something to eat. Oh, no. And he makes 
He makes some snide comment about her. So she comes back, and I don't know what she makes him eat. It looks delicious. She puts it in what must be like a dog food bowl, like a, like a dog bowl. I don't I don't know why they have one. And she sets it on the ground in front of him. Doesn't say Jacob on it. No, no. She but she sets it on the ground in front of him. Mind you, like everyone, all of the Collins are in the in the scene with it. Uh-huh. And then she turns to walk away. He like grabs a handful of the food, eats it, and then flings the bowl at the back of her head. What? And she's like, you know, like, what the fuck? And all the guys are like, ha, 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 ha. She totally deserved it, bro. And what? I'm like, what the fuck is this? That's crazy. That that exact thing happened in the book, like, word for word, that did. I'm, I don't know why you have a different version. Like, this is crazy to me that they... They, they actually filmed this I just feel bad for you that she had yeah. to watch more of the movie than the rest of us. Yeah. <laughs> Although they, how long? Do you know how long your version is? My version was. I mean, to be fair, that does sound like kind of an amazing scene, but in the worst ways possible. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I want to say it was like two oh four. Okay, so okay. that's not that much longer. Yeah, I well, and in the book, I don't know if you guys knew this, but like half of it is told from Jacob's perspective. Like the entire time Bella is sick, the narrator, the eye is uh, Jacob. And not Bella. So wow, really? that scene with Rosalie happens. Yeah, it's all Jacob, which I actually enjoyed getting a break from Bella's head for a bit. <laughs> They're just but, like pregnant women don't even deserve a point of view. Let's yeah. Go see so what there's Jacob's a lot with sparring with Rosalie in that. Why not just give Jacob the perspective of Bella's honeymoon while you're at it, Stephanie <laughs> Meyer? Ah, <laughs> oh, gross. Well, then, like, I don't know if maybe this was like part of something cut too, because like randomly they're like watching college football and just chilling out. Until, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Bella has to start whining about how she's dying and whatnot. But, like, otherwise, they're just sitting around, like, watching the USC game. Yeah, I just wrote they're all waiting just for her to die. Mm-hmm. When Edward's not doing Yahoo searches for demon children. <laughs> they should have Jasper in the background just be like, yes! Oh, sorry, touchdown. Don't mind me. <laughs> <laughs> Including Puselli's The Nightmare. I just love the, all this, like, weird fine art shit that permeates this stupid movie. It just seems like we see so much more of their house, and it's nicer in this movie. Like, it, like we see more and more of the house each movie, and it seems like it changes. It definitely, I was thinking about that from uh, what we saw in New Moon. I want to say that in this movie, their living room, you have to go upstairs. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they just have multiple living rooms. But I remember in New Moon, I think it was just like one living room on the ground floor. This one seems like Cullen House 2.0. I think if the Cullens just ditched Edward, I think they'd be pretty solid. Like, they seem like pretty cool people otherwise. Like Vampire Brady Bunch? Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, here's a real question. Does Jacob even have an education? They have a high school on their reservation. Oh, does he attend it, though? Supposedly, what? but he's always not there. I mean, what is the what is the, the res's high school's policy on, like, showing up to school in just, like, jorts? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure they don't care. I'm sure they can just like take a wolf day whenever they need it. Mm. Teachers like, why do all these prepubescent boys have the same arm tattoo? Well, if they if they all share each other's thoughts, I mean, I feel like that would make school a lot easier. Like, as long as one of them learns it, the other should get it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like they would just make Seth do everything. Like, (laughs) even though he's the youngest, they would put him in all like every class. They would like, you go to this class and tell us what you learned. 
they would make Quill do it, but he's too busy staring at that baby. <laughs> he's oh, staring over like the kindergarten next door. <laughs> Teacher's like, like Quill, I told have you. These close together. <laughs> Why do you keep staring out the window, Quill? No reason. Oh god. Teacher's like, I'm gonna let me go ahead and just uh, change the seating chart for my class. No particular reason. <laughs> and I'm going to close the blinds from now on. And I'm just going to quit. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they don't have a real school. Maybe it's just like Billy Black uh, talking about the legends of, of the tribe and shit. Yeah. It seems like Billy Black got a raw deal. Like his stupid son's the one that gets the werewolf powers. Yeah. Like, like, why do they let these like dumb teenage hotheads have like all the power and you know in their pack, just because they're werewolves? They have like no wisdom at all. Hmm. And what do they do with their lives? Like, they just wolf around in the forest, or there's no. Yeah, what does a old get... werewolf look like? Yeah, well, they take a long time to age, but they do start to age. But it takes them a long time, so they they do die. But mm. not fast enough. Uh. Uh-uh. Well, so uh, we'll get once you get to their fight scene. Like these are wolves, so they have like, actual claws and fangs, but they're so much more prone to just like tackling and like growling at their opponents into submission. Well, I guess those, they just jump a lot. Those marble yeah. cocks can't be scratched, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> that's the first thing that goes when they're like attacking the vampires. They just like smash their dick. Mm. I would think that that would be like just the ultimate crushing blow. Just like fuck you, vampire! I thought you were taking my mouth. <laughs> well, wouldn't wouldn't the ultimate weapon against the vampires be like a jackhammer? Yeah, yeah, it was supposed to be like stone or a mm-hmm. grenade. <laughs> <laughs> I always wonder. It's like in Harry Potter. They're like, why didn't you just use guns or something like that? Yeah, think outside the box. <laughs> Maybe that'll be a thing in Fantastic Beasts where Grindelwald shows up and he's like, magic bullets. <laughs> you know Anna Kendrick would have used a gun on these guys. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, she probably could have taken them all down. Ooh, gritty Buffy reboot of Anna Kendrick. She's got wooden bullets. <laughs> She's a shit motherfuckers in the heart. How does like acid rain affect these guys? Mm. Ugh, they just turn like... Yeah, that's a good question. They There's so many things. Little, yeah. Their nose is like they have a Voldemort nose. It just eats <laughs> away their nose. Well, there's this oh. scene where Leah comes and tries to like have a heart to heart with Jacob and he's just like a complete dick to her for no reason. And he's just like, get out of here. And he's like, shut up, Leah. I'm hurting more. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I liked her in this movie. I mean, she's she's dealing with some shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like Leah a lot. Unfortunately, like, look at all who all of her scenes are with. I mean, she even says him at one point, like, like being rejected is not a new thing to me. And he's just like, <sighs> not even <laughs> listening to you. Yeah, doesn't care. Does the whole bit where, like, uh, Carlisle and Esme and what's-his-face call him, let's run off, does that go somewhere in the book? Because it seems like it just was pointless here other than to like get them away for a little while. Um, so in the book, the family, they go hunting in groups, but the wolves never really encroach upon their territory ever. Like they never chase them or anything like that. The, the drama with Sam 
it's like only in the beginning when he wants to attack them and then at the very end there is no fight at all uh, with them they could i mean yeah, they could have cut all this basically in other words. yeah yeah it was useless they just were like well, you know what let's make this let's pretend like this is an action movie i mean i assume that they were going to the hospital in the movie but then like it's like alice can call them wherever they are and and carlos like yeah I'll, I'll be back in a gif um well, I think for some of it they were hunting, and then later Carlisle went. They went to get the med or not medicine, the uh, the blood. Okay. And then we get Renesme, and even Jacob can't pretend that's a good name. It's the only redeeming Jacob scene. If he wasn't, you know, falling in love with the fucking baby. Well, is this in the books? Like where they all make fun of the baby's name? Um. Yeah, I, I believe. Rosalie is strongly against the names. I think it's the same as the movie where they're all kind of like, you know what, Bella, you're probably going to die. So we're just going to let you have this. It's interesting that Stephanie Meyer would make fun of her own terrible name that she picked. I don't know if that excuses it, though. It's like you don't get to have your cake and eat it, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're not getting in front of that criticism. <laughs> It's just, that's the truly like if it were a boy that's the love triangle that will truly never die like I rejected you but is it okay if I name my baby after you <laughs> well what's up with Edward having this giant syringe of his venom that seems like cheating to me shouldn't in the first movie it was like a big deal like in order to make a vampire you have to be strong enough to bite them and then stop and then here he's mm -hmm. just like no I just got a syringe it's, it's totally fine like it's no effort on my part at all what did that look like? Was he just like spitting into a syringe? Or, or, <laughs> he wasn't for, like, spitting. Six months? <laughs> I was picturing him like either jacking off in it or because that's a thing. Like that's your venom as well. Mm. Or like you said, spitting. But so okay. Prefer... So like I said, with True Blood, I've always wondered when they specifically mentioned that the vampires can only secrete blood. I was like, oh shit! All those times Bill's raw dogging Suki, is he just filling <laughs> her with like O negative? Yes. And like you're telling me like. It's is he just straight up ejaculating venom inside of Bella? Well, that makes I did the gooey crime scene that. even weirder. Oh, please. So, from Stephanie Meyer's own website, basically, the vampires they try to be physically similar enough to their human origins, uh, like to pass as humans. So, their skin acts like skin. Of course, it's different, and a lot of the liquid in their bodies it's all venom, but different. Like it works as a lubricant between cells. <laughs> To make things movable it's all bullshit like i i'm just reading what she wrote so similarly the like vampires can still get aroused which makes no sense and the venom fluid reacts as semen would and as so, lubricant yes so it carries their genetic like all venom carries their genetic information so it can bond with the human egg um but it but, wasn't a known fact. But not with a vampire and, egg, I assume. Like the vampires. Well, vampires don't have eggs because yeah, yeah. the girls' bodies stop. So mm -hmm. what, what, if they if they did, would they be made of venom that act like eggs? <laughs> yeah. Edward's just like baby look like. Edward's like no no put away the KY Bella. I provide my own <laughs> lubrication. Uh, so your Google search history is awesome right now. Um, oh, oh, people, are, I'm surprised. Like my door's not being knocked on right now. <laughs> Well, you're not you're not researching Jacob's desires, so that's why you're safe. Mm -hmm. But like, can you imagine if that was like an actual interview where halfway through Stephanie Meyer's like, 
are you going to keep asking me questions about like venom ejaculate? And the person's like, the rest of the interview will be about venom ejaculate. <laughs> That's Sorry. actually one of the only questions I have are about that. Yeah. <laughs> well, she touched on that. She said uh, she didn't get into the details of this at her book signings because it's long and complicated. And also because she has an immature Homer Simpson-like tendency to giggle when she says the word seminal fluid in public. So Bless her heart. That's a treat for you. Best-selling author. <laughs> <laughs> this CGI baby face is, is something else. Is it supposed to look like already older or something? Is that what they're going for? Yeah. So the whole thing is since she's half vampire, she ages very quickly. Sure. Um, like light speed and... <laughs> So. Age is fast enough to avoid uh, working with child actors. Is that it? Yeah, there you go. Well, like it was, other than the baby's face, it was like the only like image from the movie where I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. Um, but aged up, I kind of expected like Jacob to see the baby and like for it to be like smoking a cigarette or something over that shoulder <laughs> and winking maniacally at him. Oh, he looks like he's totally going in for the kill in that scene. Yeah. And he would have, except for the fact that suddenly he's attracted. I don't know. It seems all very convenient. He never mentioned before that imprinting is like the number one wolf rule that all must respect. But how convenient for that to be the case and resolve the conflict. And all all of the ad nauseum moaning and groaning about the fucking imprinting. Yeah. (laughs) The most sacred rule somehow missed its landing. Yeah, this whole movie just should have been called Loopholes. <laughs> yeah. Because that's what this was. Like the pregnancy, the imprinting, the you can't touch me if I imprinted. Like it's all it's all loopholes. Speaking, well, like, speaking sure. of the name of the movie, I do feel like I should mention we actually do kind of see Dawn break in the scene right before they clean her body at the end there. It's like mm-hmm. in a montage, mm-hmm. but I'll give it to him. I would say I, I'm pretty sure I thought from the movies that like Jasper's backstory changed from the first Twilight to Eclipse. I don't remember what his original one. Did they touch on that in the first movie? I think I, I think his backstory they, in the first movie is just his hair, basically, <laughs> and those weird bug eyes. Tales all the time. I thought they had mentioned that he was like a relatively new vampire. Hence yeah, they, lack of patrol. They implied that, yeah. But nope. <laughs> Maybe this so vampire to, new to the diet or something. I don't know. Yeah, it sounded like. They made it sound like he was new or like the youngest one, but mm-hmm. then, uh, the, yeah, that fell apart. Yeah, Edward I mean, is like he's the youngest, isn't Edward. he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Edward's the youngest, I mm-hmm. would say. No, um, I think Alice is. Oh, okay. no. hmm. And then it's Bella, just it's too much. Yeah, Bella's a vampire. We had <laughs> we really had to wait a long time for her to finally open her eyes there. Yeah, we got her little like makeover montage and her mm-hmm. bones healing themselves, and which thank God. That oh was, yeah, that was legitimately hard to watch. Why did he have to bite her a bunch of times? I think he's trying to give her more venom. I guess, yeah. I don't you know. think it's injecting serene. that? You think yeah, it, he like stabs it into her heart? Like, why wouldn't that have just worked before? Well, you know, when this body she goes in for the autopsy. Too. When like when the police get this body to examine it, it's just going to be really hard to explain all the bite marks. <laughs> oh yeah, you would think Charlie Swan is just going to straight up cut off Carlisle's head. Mm-hmm. I would love to see that. Uh, well, not Carlisle, just Edward. <laughs> get the chisel out. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, and then we got Michael Sheen at the end here, where he's just evil for the sake of being evil, I guess. Bond villain, yeah. 
kills another hot assistant. I mean, they go through secretaries the same rate like Murphy Brown did. I guess that was supposed to be funny. I don't know. I just like, yeah. I think they just wanted people to stick around for the next movie. I'm not sure why that even needed to happen. They should have just had Samuel L. Jackson stroll in from the side of the screen. Talk about the Avengers Initiative? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just like to justify that there's another fucking movie coming out. <laughs> we already know it's called part one. Yeah. But I mean, to me, like, I don't feel like there's any more necessary story. Like, you could have added in, like, they all live happily ever after, except that one of them's in love with a baby. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, make one change. If you could change one thing from this movie, what would it be? Mm. A lot. It's so much. I guess the imprinting shit. I, I wouldn't even know where to begin with making <laughs> a change, but that was my first thought. Yeah, it's like a, it's a, entire tapestry made of problematic threads Mm -hmm. just pulling one i don't think is going to solve it well i was thinking like how do you extract all like the anti-choice elements from this movie without removing the entire plot and then i thought well there really is no plot anyway so why don't you just pull all that out and then make it one movie instead of two like you could have covered this whole movie in like the first 40 minutes of a a a longer movie you know Mm. so that would be my change yeah I think they could have done without that. They could have had her just get pregnant and then be, it didn't have to be as big of a deal. And then the second half could just be them with the, the kid and uh, mm-hmm. who knows. Yeah. Anyway, let's do our power rankings here. I've got Jacob as 10. He probably deserves to be lower, but I, I always try to rank him as low as is possible. <laughs> while still mentioning him. Uh, I can't stand he, Jacob and he didn't get any better in this movie for me. Uh, yeah. I have Jacob at 10. And that felt too kind. You guys are going to not be pleased with me, but uh, <laughs> my number 10 is the wolf pack in general, like Sam and everyone. I just wrote, calm down. Okay. There needed to be at least one wolf who like when they're having their little bow wow is just like, guys, it's not cool. She needs to be able to make her own decision about her child. You know, like you guys are all being very regressive right now. Well, like, it should have been Leah, but really, it should have been one of the bros. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, Seth was, did. Yeah, exactly. Seth wasn't on board. I just think Seth's obsessed with Jacob. Yeah, in the books, he's obsessed with Edward. <laughs> well, Edward's my number nine, um, just because he's not a whole lot better. I and mean, His character in these movies is so blah. Like, he just whines a lot. And cries and like sulks. Like, uh, this is a fascinating, like, you know, supposed love interest that uh, girls are supposed to swoon for. Like, he's a total pill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is weird teams. Um, my number nine is creepy CGI baby face. <laughs> <laughs> Did you imprint on it? Nope. Oh, yeah. Thank God you didn't. Uh, mine was Renee because she was just an embarrassing hot mess of a mother. <laughs> Singing during the wedding, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, well, like, supposedly Phil is there, too. It's like, you never really see him, I think, except for maybe one quick shot at the wedding. Uh, um, do we do your number nine, Crystal? That was my number nine, yeah. Oh. Um. What's your number eight? Did you do nine? 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Baby CGI baby face. Baby face, yeah. Uh, my number eight was Billy Burke as Charlie Swan. He's uh, still collecting that paycheck. Good for you, Billy Burke. <laughs> they made you wear tux. She handled it. So my number eight would be the weird cousins, including Barnabas Collins and Shannon from Lost. <laughs> I assume they're in the next movie, right? Because it's like, why would they be in this movie otherwise? Yeah, they're just introducing them mm-hmm. to us, as it were. I just thought, like, Cannon God, fodder. how sad that I, like, I hate so many characters in this movie that I will grasp that these characters are there for, like, four minutes. Well, when I was writing this, I was like, are there even ten characters in this whole movie? Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is a struggle. I'm going to make a bold prediction, and don't tell me if I'm right or wrong, that uh, mm-hmm. those cousins are going to be the cannon fodder who dies to make it seem like there's stakes in the next movie so that none of the colons have to die. Just a prediction. All right. I don't remember anything really from the second one. So I seem to remember hearing that there's a really bullshitty ending to the next one. What? In Twilight? Yeah. <laughs> How dare you, sir? These are a classic. <laughs> oh, uh, my number eight was Edward because he's useless. Mm-hmm. Agreed. My number seven was Esme because, uh, she made sandwiches and she seems like a nice person and she didn't uh, give a total train wreck of a speech during the wedding. So mm-hmm. she seems nice. My number seven was Edward. Um, really should have gone after the cousins. But what, like fuck them? No, 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 no. <laughs> like in the power rankings, he should have gone okay. okay. <laughs> I wanted to give him some distance from Jacob. Like Jacob should be like 15 on this list. <laughs> Yeah, I thought you meant like kill them, kill all the yeah. cousins. Yeah. Did we um, do it? Did where you, are we? You did your seven, was, right? I didn't. Uh, yeah, you didn't? Okay, what's number, your seven? My number seven was Charlie. Um, usually in other movies, I would have put him higher, but I feel like he should have been more concerned with how this whole suspicious mess was. <laughs> like he should have fought harder when Bella said she was sick and He's like, I'm going to get on a plane. And she's like, no, no, no. I feel like as a dad, you should be more concerned. She's like, no, I'd be better by the time you get here. Don't come. And he's like, well, okay, because there's a Seahawks game on it and really want to miss it. So, all right, if you say so. No, no. I want the movie where Charlie Swan flies to Switzerland and then realizes he has no fucking clue where she is. And is just like searching Switzerland for his daughter. He's just in the airport like, take me to the health spa. (laughs) Listen. Do you serve American beer here? Easy <laughs> to make it out of the terminal. Beer you have, yeah. Any <laughs> Bud Light? Let me get twelve of them. So at number six, I had Carlisle. Always a big fan of Carlisle. Hmm. Even though well, I feel like he, I feel like he should be dealing with Bella more directly than like through Edward. But you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because they have more chemistry. Well, just because it's like he's a doctor, he should be talking to his patient rather than like talking to Edward, who can then relay this information to a patient, you know? Well, I thought it was funny at first because he is the most functional of all of the Collins. Um, that Edward first tells us that, that Bella's plan is to have Carlisle change her like late into the pregnancy. And then. Like when Edward like pulls out his his syringe of venom, I was like, was that Plan C? <laughs> yeah, it was supposed to be Carlisle. I I forgot about that. 
He just has it there in case he needs to inject someone or something. He didn't jerk off into a syringe for three weeks in a row for nothing. I mean, that's his thing. That. He has like a whole drawer of syringes full of his venom. Mm-hmm. And then he meets Bella. <laughs> <laughs> I was just saying these are some nasty dudes. I mean, alleyways. Um, what is this? Number six. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. My number six is Charlie Swan. Mm. Uh, mine was actually the housekeeper lady because <laughs> just for hating Edward props to her mm-hmm. did your version of that have subtitles or were we not supposed to know what she was saying oh I had subtitles oh, I had, had subtitles oh, I think I actually saying? turned them on I, I should have turned uh, the subtitles on just you're a monster he's evil yeah, oh, okay death. okay yeah, I thought she said like Marte or something like that. I was like, oh, that was death. Yeah, she does. She just rubs the belly and says, oh, you're going to die. <laughs> Which is what you want to hear. Just <laughs> she just leaves. She just like bounces out of there. <laughs> Good luck. Poor her husband, the whole boat right away. It's just like, well, there goes that steady paycheck. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Mrs. Danvers. <laughs> Yeah, number five, I had Leah, because she seemed like a pretty sensible person, good head on her shoulders. Of course, Jacob's mm-hmm. a dick to her, and so is everyone else. Um, my number five is Carlisle, who it's not just that like he would have made more sense from a medical standpoint. I just like Peter Facinelli, especially in these movies, because there's so little to like. Mm-hmm. And I really felt I really felt the the loss of him. Also, I he was so distracting of the fucking hair. I probably subconsciously downgraded him a little bit just because his hair wasn't blonde enough. But like it was so, I felt like wig wise, they had done an okay job in the past movies of him. This one was really atrocious. It looked really windblown and you could just, it looked like it was sewed on really terribly. And I just, there's so much going on with his hair. Uh, My number five was Leah as well. Um, She's just trying to find a place where people don't hate her. Wrong movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, my number four is Alice because I always like Alice. She's fun. She's the only character with a personality in this movie other than like Anna Kendrick. Yeah. My number four is all of the remaining Collins, Esme, Alice, Rosalie, Long Paws, Jasper, <laughs> and Emmett. Um, Esme, like, I guess I've always liked her, even though she's probably got the least to do in these movies of all the Collins. Alice, of course, like has the most personality. She's the bounciest, the funnest, um, the most fun. Um, I don't know. They've all grown on me in some pseudo endearing way that I find shocking much more than Edward. But mm-hmm. I felt kind of ripped off that Jasper got the big downgrade in this movie. Mm-hmm. Especially like, after he won our hearts over. Exactly. One. He spent a lot of time on Jasper backstory in the last movie and now nothing. He's not even, like, making weird googly eyes as much anymore. He does a lot of, like, because uh, he has, like, maybe two lines in the movie. But, like, there's a point when I think Edward's making his dumb speech. And Jasper just, like, saves it with, like, this, like, sage, like, yeah, bro. Yeah. That's wise. Yeah. <laughs> he's got, like, this very pensive look that he's practiced this whole movie. Yeah, he's I, need high. I, I need more mm-hmm. weird, wacky Jasper. Yeah. Is it my turn for number four? I believe it is. Uh, number four, I put Jessica. 
um, just for killing every scene she's in breath of fresh air. I want more Jessica. I want her like to know about the imprinting and just her reaction to Jacob imprinting. God, I would love to see that. <laughs> she is just in the room and she's just like, yeah. that's gross. Like what the <laughs> fuck? You're like a pedophile now. Go away. <laughs> I don't remember. Was it new moon where she's like, I don't really get zombies. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, number three, I have Rosalie just cause I don't know. She's in the movie. She's a character. They gave her a little bit of something, I guess. Um, I wanted her to eat that baby at the end, though. I think that would have made it better. You, you mm-hmm. didn't have to watch her get a dog food bowl flung at the back of her head. That would have been amazing, especially. Yeah, that, I wanted to see that. If it had Jacob's name on it and like a little dog bone, that would have been like the, the sickest burn of all time. <laughs> she yeah. like throws a collar at him as well. <laughs> Shows him where the pee pads are. Yeah. Um, <laughs> My number three was Bella because she's like number three in the movie, like by design, unfortunately. I mean, arguably she is the most important character in the story, but everything is about people telling her how to react or what to do or, or what they can deny her. I just, I, I really felt like there's like, there's the, the, the isolation of the Bella character. And then I felt so bad for like case to, because like, Half the movie, you're just sitting around in like bad makeup, looking miserable, like looking hideous. I don't know. I just, I felt, I felt like she couldn't wait to get out and do like indie movies or Snow White and the Huntsman. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> I also had Bella for number three. Just kind of what you said as well, but I, at least she didn't back down from what she wanted. Like, there's so many of, you know, scenes in the, all these movies, she's just like going along with what everyone else wants, but. At least she didn't do that. As someone who loves Case Do, I did not enjoy watching her get progressively more unattractive and <laughs> ghoulish. And yeah, it was a rough thing to watch, but yeah, she did okay. Yeah. Uh, number two, I've got Jessica, aka Anna Kendrick, because uh, even though her role was small, it was awesome. Can't get enough of her. Hmm. Uh, my number two is Leah. Um, I kind of had a suspicion that I was going to love this character as they started upping the ante of her. Um, but yeah, like she's the only like werewolf with a fucking brain. I just, she can't get away from these assholes fast enough as far as I'm concerned. Um, more yeah. Leah. Well, it's like, she's not infected with their kind of like hot headed belligerence. With their patriarchal bullshit. Maybe mm-hmm. that too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are we on number two? We're on number two, right? Yeah. Um, so bear with me. Mm-hmm, My uh-huh. number two is Jacob. Only because I just enjoyed his like what the fuck voice that we all needed to hear. Just some of the things he said were truly like the voice of the audience where we were just like his reactions. He's the most human person there. So I thought it was funny. He just like they're just throwing him into this vampire bullshit. Mm-hmm. He's still I would, terrible though. I would have put Jacob at number one if when he had heard Renesme, he was just like, that is a terrible name. And just walked out. I would have been like, you're number one now. <laughs> well, if, yeah, if he had like all the times that he walked out on the Collins, if a single time it actually took, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like if he took an actual stand, was like, no, this is bullshit. I'm out of here. Maybe he would, I would have respected him an iota. 
Yeah, well, it seems like the whole time he's like, why am I even here? And it's like, yeah, why are you? Because mm-hmm. you don't do anything about it. You just He's watching her die, basically. Yeah, my number one is Bella. Um, I don't know. I thought she did good work under a ton of makeup, almost half the movie. But I don't know. She's the main character, even though everybody else is talking about what to do with her. I felt like she acquitted herself well, or well enough anyway. Um, so true story, uh, like 10 minutes into this movie, I scroll down on my notes to the power rankings and I typed in for number one, Anna Kendrick, <laughs> simply for suggesting that Bella might be pregnant at the wedding. Um, and then she only like, you know, earned that spot more in the few scenes that she had. I, I fucking loved her in this movie. I feel like a real treat, a real special feature of these DVDs would be if you had like the Jessica commentary to the movies. <laughs> just like in her, character. Yeah, in character, just shit talking these stupid ass movies. That would be great. Um, I would also settle for just Anna Kendrick commentary too. <laughs> or both. Yeah. But like I would love it. Like Jessica thought that she walked into Face Punch and instead it's this movie and she's just going <laughs> um, Yeah. So it's not like anyone else in the movie threatened <laughs> to take over the number one spot. She had it by a mile. Mm hmm. I actually have a surprise number one and I put Seth um, <laughs> just for being a nice kid. He sees beyond the bullshit and the feuds and the prejudices. And in the books, he's a bromance with Edward. Um, you kind of see it a little bit in this. Like he just seems sincere. And the actor, I don't know who he is, but he doesn't. It looks like he doesn't realize he's acting in a terrible movie. Like he's actually trying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I put him as number one. Yeah, he seems like a good dude. I mean, downgrade for letting uh, Jacob boss you around, but yeah, considering he has no positive male role models. <laughs> oh, there's Billy Black. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know what happened to Jacob there, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did Billy do any parenting besides like he? Or did he just go like go fishing with Charlie all the time? <laughs> I think he did. Yeah. It's just like going over to Charlie's house to like watch the Mariners game and like Jacob, just uh, do whatever. I don't really care. I'm watching TV. Yeah. Well, I think once the Roids took over with Jacob, you know, <laughs> Billy Black was just like, I can't reach him. <laughs> well, I tried. See ya. What am I going to do? Chase after him? Come on, guys. <laughs> How did he get in that wheelchair? I don't think we ever know. Hmm. Hmm. I'm surprised there's no backstory to that, like some sort of werewolf accident or something. Yeah. There might be. I just I'm tired of Googling yeah. so much Twilight shit. Or actually no it'd fit more if like the, the vampires caused it somehow or something. Yeah. It was oh. really Edward. <laughs> That's why Billy Black's never liked Edward, yeah. All I right. hope you'll be happy, Bella. Also, that resting expression on his face is why I didn't like him. Yeah. Well, that was Breaking Dawn Part 1, a movie so completely devoid of a reason to exist. I mean, I think this is really what killed the golden goose of these like Part 1, Part 2 things. It's got to be this one. Like, It's just so inessential. Mm-hmm. It's just like a pure cash grab. Well, you can definitely say it's a movie. And it was released in theaters, and that's about the nicest thing mm-hmm. I can say about it. Kind of like the credits at the end, just like the stark red and white and, and uh, black. That's damn yeah. with faint praise. 
Listen, they gave people paychecks. They, mm-hmm. they put food on their table. The Washington <laughs> State economy. Owes, yeah, it's owes really, a great debt. Really helping out the town of Forks. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Well, I think that about wraps it up. Any final thoughts? I have so many thoughts that I don't have any. I just, mm-hmm. it, it was more terrible than I had remembered it. I think the last time I saw it was in theaters. So it's just, it truly is a horror movie. I made a joke about it was more horrifying than Rosemary's Baby because I truly believe that it is. I would agree. <laughs> Did Rosemary's Baby have a CGI face that was older? Because, <laughs> yikes. This is why you didn't see the face in Rosemary's Baby. That's exactly. There's a reason for this. I mean, if Jacob had actually said, "What? Did, my God, what have you done to its eyes? What if, that, the, what if the baby came out and they like CGI'd Robert Pattinson's face onto the baby? Or actually, no, that <laughs> oh, would make sense because it's a girl, but um, they CGI'd no, no, uh, Kristen Stewart. No, it's perfect. <laughs> okay. No, let's go, keep it go, like that. Go hard, Pat. Just put a pink bow on the hair. You know mm-hmm. what's funny is with the whole the revelation of Quill and the whole Jacob imprinting on, I don't even want to say it, Renesme, it would make a lot of sense to film this in France and have Polanski do it. <laughs> Oh, oh, yeah. Mm. It's right up his alley. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, Crystal. This was yes. oh, as no fun problem. as can be talking about pre <laughs> yeah. Hopefully it wasn't too horrible to talk about. Yeah, thank you for saving us. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. We're almost done. We're almost out of the woods with these movies. You'll never have to see them or talk about them or think about them again. Well, you will, but... Mm-hmm. No, no. Let's go with that first part. <laughs> yeah, let's just go with that. Yeah, but yeah. If people want to look you up, uh, loose lips sink ships is the podcast. Yep. I'm sure you, you can, can find it on iTunes. Yeah, it's on Twitter. Loose lips pod. It's easiest way to get in touch with us. And you're about to tackle the OC. Yeah, we just released our first episode of our Seth and Summer series from the OC uh, last night, so people can find it on iTunes. Is there a Seth and Anna series of that though? You know, we wanted to do a lot of the relationships from the shows that we're covering. And now I'm thinking that we need to discuss. I think we should do like the top two mm. and call it a day because I don't want to go through Seth and Anna. Because oh. well, wasn't what you guys just talking about? Like you couldn't narrow Summer and Seth down to like just the. Oh, there's so many episodes. episodes. Yeah. <laughs> no, we'll see. We'll, we did the math, though. I think Raquel did the math and we'll be doing this podcast into our late 30s. Because we're in our late twenties right now, so it's about ten years. Oh wow! Yeah, that's a holy task. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Well, everyone should go check that out. Uh, we, by the way, are at Head Cannon Pod if you ever want to get in touch with us. And we'll be back next week to talk about Twilight Saga: Breaking Dawn Part Two at the end. Until then, thank you. Bye. Bye.